Get your browser on it. It's IE Firefox Chrome Safari. Get on it. Get on the Crystal Show right now. I am Crystal Hickerson, and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show. There's too many free meals out here, folks. Hey, look, let me pick something. I want the cheddar biscuits. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's going to be cool. It's going to be nice. We're going to talk. We're going to get real down and dirty. Hi, guys. My name's Becky. You're on the Crystal Show. Yeah, I didn't call for you to make fun of me. I, 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 I don't have not, a problem. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you and a little bit at you. People say, well, don't talk about religion and politics. I say right. yes. Talk about it. Talk about it. Because what do you want to go to a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't like her. I mean, how, how old are we? What grade are we in? One man, American, crime, wave. Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back and that's going to be a whole different show altogether. That's what I'm talking about. I, 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 Make some noise. 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 All right. What's up, everybody? It is Thursday night, and it is August 14th. 2014, for those of you who do not know what date it is, um, I am Crystal Hickerson, and you are listening to The Crystal Show featuring Dre, and you are, right where, you are right where you ought to be. Thank you so much for tuning in and tuning in live. Uh, for those of you who are live, and for those of you who are on a podcast, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and if you're listening live, we will um, have a show where you can call in, you can voice your opinion. We're going to talk about a few things tonight. Uh, first of all, we're going to have an interview with Stephen Soulman Snipes, who is a rap artist, and he will, we'll be doing an interview with him. So you can call in to just discuss his works and everything. He won't be live, but he, um, I'm sure he will be listening on the podcast. So if you do want to express your opinions about his work, uh, about who he is, please do so because he will be listening. Um, you can also connect with us on The Crystal Show featuring Dre. Um, like us on Facebook on The Crystal Show 1 and follow us on Twitter at Crystal Show 1. The only difference between those two is that Facebook, The Crystal Show 1, Twitter, Crystal Show 1, without the the. <laughs> okay. But for all the information, <laughs> it's so confusing. For all of the information, please go to our official website, which is thecrystalshow.com. Dot com. It has our information, Dre's information, my information. It has all the guests who have been on, where can you find them, what's up, what's going on with them. And it has great music soundtrack. It has all kinds of shit. It has what's coming up. You know, I mean, everything is at our official website, and it's easy to follow, easy to navigate it's a great website, and, you know, if you don't want to do anything else, you can just click on our website, check out the music, you know, click out our little music box and just surf the web and just listen to our music. You can do that. It's a beautiful thing. So, so anyway, like I said, we have um, uh, Stephen Soulman Snipes tonight, and he is representing the Dirty, Dirty South in Memphis. 
and Nashville, where he's living right now, and he has a sound that to me brings forth old school R&B and rap together, you know, and he's very intelligent, he's educated, okay, he's from my alma mater, Austin T. in Clarksville, Tennessee, which is so cool, <laughs> you know, and for those of you, for those of you who do not know where uh, Clarksville is, Clarksville our, our military men, you know where it is. It is Fort Campbell, Kentucky. It's right there on the border. Tennessee and Kentucky is Fort Campbell. And everybody knows that you live in Clarksville. You don't live in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You live in Clarksville, Tennessee. But anyway, I have to welcome I just to want to send a on. shout out to our boys. In the, I want to send a shout out to the boys at 100, 101st, 101st Airborne and the 160th Soar. Night Stalkers, what's going on? What up? Yeah, exactly. The nice stalkers man with the with the maroon berets. Oh my god! <laughs> so I know what I'm talking about. What's up, Dre? Oh, nothing. I'm just enjoying life, man. Tired. We talked that earlier, but um, it's Thursday. It's time we we do our thing. So I'm I'm wired. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hear some some good stuff and talk. We got so much stuff to talk about right now or later on oh my God. with we do. you know all all the madness man all the madness it never seems to end so we'll be talking about that later on tonight that's right and you know what if you do want to call in again it's 657 383 554 that's 657 383 be waiting around for our for the information and for your your information and your um whatever the hell I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. Your 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 <laughs> Again, I got stuck in a in a loop there. <laughs> in a parallel loop or something. But anyway, your opinions and your comments, that's what I was trying to say, anyway, um, for tonight. Because, um, like I said, we have a, do have a lot to talk about. Things have happened this week, and um, it kind of changed up. I decided not to necessarily go into the GetCrystallized.net celebrity buzz, but go to GetCrystallized.net to um, listen to, you know, listen and read the things that we uh, talk about um, what's been going on in the week, but we're going to talk about Robin Williams, and we are going to get into what's going on, what the fuck is going on in St. Louis. So, oh my fucking God. <laughs> but I do want to say ridiculous. that it is ridiculous. Um, I want to do say that we do have, for the first time ever, a sponsor. Crystal Show has a sponsor. We're, we're you Woo-hoo. know, we're geeking. I know, we're totally geeking out about it, and we are very proud to have him. It is uh, Lucid Bay. Exactly. Yay, yay, yay. Lucid com. We have a sponsor. I know, we're we're totally geeking out over here. So let let us play um, their ad because they're great. <laughs> 
Do you have body piercings and are you looking for unique leading edge jewelry designs? Lucentbay.com is an online jewelry store that offers not only amazing traditional jewelry pieces such as rings, pendants, bracelets, and earrings. They also have more edgy pieces such as earplugs, toe rings, navel rings, eyebrow rings, and more. They sell their jewelry in a wide variety of colors, metals, and designs that will give you plenty to choose from. They also have 14 karat gold body jewelry and be sure to check out their ladies' rings. They are fabulous and make great gifts. Let's face it, we ladies love jewelry and it's always a hit. Loosenbay.com sells bonus packs with interchangeable pieces so you can mix it up and have fun with your look. Their jewelry is beautiful and distinctive. You can really make a statement wearing pieces from Loosenbay.com. They have great sales too, so check it out. Loosenbay.com that's loosenbay.com. Too sweet. Too sweet. Loosenbay.com. Thank you so much for being a sponsor of the Crystal Show featuring Dre. Yay! How? I know. How am supposed to present? There's still toe rings there, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, toe rings. We got mm. probably belly button rings and whatever you need yeah. to make your. Your mate excited. Mm. <laughs> All right, we got yeah. a call online, and we definitely want to, to listen in uh, to welcome in uh, Talk to Q radio show. What up, Q? What's going on? How's it? <coughs> uh, excuse me. Coffee. <laughs> okay. Uh. What's up? <laughs> Not too much. What's up, Greg? What's going on, brother? <laughs> Not too much, just, you know, Crystal took my breath away. <laughs> I tend to do that. She has that effect. Know. She has that effect, I'm telling you, man. I do. I do. That's <laughs> well, thank you, Q, for calling in. And um, like we said, it's going to be a really good show tonight, so we um, we hope to get started. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited about my my first sponsor ever. That's so, that's so wild. Good feeling. It is a good feeling. All right. Well, um, for those of you, and um, for those of you who missed last week's show, for those of you, you terrible, horrible, horrible people who were not listening and were not on the podcast and didn't listen to to our last show, this is what you missed. A fourth year workout has to be strength training or weight training, whichever makes you feel better because it's all weight training. But women like to say strength training, so we'll say strength training. So if I work out for 45 minutes, 15 minutes of that, I need to be doing some sort of strength training. And contrary to belief, you can train your abs every day. It's a muscle yeah. that you'd be surprised that you, that you can train. <laughs> and your glutes. Women all right. want these Kim Kardashian booties, so unless you're going to get some Kim Kardashian money to buy a booty like that, what you're going to have to do <laughs> is get some floor work going on. Jay-Z wants to fire um, the bodyguard of Beyonce because he believes maybe they were, you know, messing around a little bit. You know, kind of the tit for tat what? kind of a thing. You think I'm messing around? Okay, maybe you screwing your goddamn bodyguard. But I called that shit because... Every time I would see Beyonce, I would see Dude. And I know that that is her bodyguard. And I'm sorry, I don't have a name for him, but whatever. He's the bodyguard, you know, like, you know, Whitney Houston, the bodyguard. But, you know, he looks like the kind of guy that she would screw. (laughs) I mean, if he was my bodyguard, I'd probably be screwing him. I'm just saying. You know, he's attractive. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) 
I totally would be screwing him. I'm sorry. I know. I, I, I totally have a, a whole Whitney Houston, um, the bodyguard thing happening, Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I know you guys were like, no, no, no. She wouldn't screw him. Why would she screw the bodyguard? No, no, no. He wouldn't mess up his career. And I was like, whatever, man. Y'all tripping. Yeah, totally tripping. But anyway, last week we did have fitness expert Erica White on the show, and she was amazing, and she was very, very informative about working out. And she um, she has her guest page, which is on thecrystalshow.com, so go there, check her out. Um, just click on guest, um, guest, period, and you will – Click on her page, and you can find out all about her and get to her official website, which has tons of information on it. Now, right now, I do want to get into um, something very, very special. Very, very special. Aww. Yeah, it is. It's very special. Flowers, or something. <laughs> now, first of all. Saturday is a very special day. It is Dre's birthday. Oh my and God! You said... <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it's his birthday, which unfortunately also means that you're a Leo, right? Yes, I love you too. Yeah, no, you're a Leo. <laughs> but the thing. <laughs> Oh, shut up, Q. You're a Scorpio. Uh, but <laughs> I know. Only the most powerful Zodiac. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. I have had my run-ins, okay, with Leos and Scorpios. And I, I don't know which one is worse, quite frankly. I don't know Yet we're which on the one show. Is. Right. <laughs> oh, I know. What the hell is that? So <laughs> I can't get like, enough. I know, I know. I would like to definitely wish Dre happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday. See, 
But anyway, okay. Marilyn Monroe, happy birthday, Dre. I know your birthday is Thank Saturday. You, what are you going to do? Do you have any plans? What are you going to do for your birthday? You know, again, I'm the world's biggest dork. So yeah. I am. I don't have to work that day. I specifically made sure that I don't have to work that day. So mm-hmm. I'm going to probably go get some really cool Chinese food and chill. Chinese. <laughs> All right. That's I wish nice. I had a. I wish I had a cat drop to play. Well, no. There's a. <laughs> that's horrible. There's a place not too far from where I live that's like it's really good. They have like the best Singapore rice noodles and like the best curry chicken. So, I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna eat. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna chill, have a couple of drinks, and I'm gonna be good. I can't. Afford, I can't. I can't see my girl this weekend. Because as bad as I want to, I was, we were supposed to meet, and you know I can't. So and, mm-hmm. and I, we're not able to. Something came up, so we can't do it. So we're all boohoo went on the other side. But mm-hmm. you know more to more to come on that though. <laughs> well, you know more to come because I definitely want to hear more about your romance. I want to hear mm-hmm. about the beginning, the the middle, and the end. Not that there's going okay. to be an end. <laughs> Why do you want to hear about the end, man? I want to hear about it all. It. God. Oh, no, I totally am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. But I, I, I wish the best, and I hope that the end only means that you two are setting a wedding date. Because, actually, that is or the dead. end. That's, oh, oh, you know what? See, now you had to go there. <laughs> the glass. I can help that one. Not even half empty. It's just totally broke. <laughs> Shattered. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knows no. It is the end. It is an end of the, of the relationship part. It's the end of the stupid boyfriend-girlfriend crap. It is the beginning of something real. So marriage is the beginning. So we're going to follow this wonderful relationship. God knows you won't be able to follow mine. <laughs> You'll be waiting forever for that to happen. So we're going to follow Dre's <laughs> wonderful relationship and keep tabs on how he's doing. And if you have any advice that you need, remember, Michelle Barnum is our specific guru of of yeah. um She will take you from relationship mm-hmm. to marriage. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you can even ask questions. And we'll have that soon up on the site where you can ask questions to uh, Michelle called Just Simply Ask Michelle about relationships. And she'll, her new segment will be coming up next month. And we do have another segment that will be coming up called According to a Pimp or From a, pimp, a Pimp's Perspective. And that is going to – I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in the coming weeks. And that's going to be hilarious. And we're going to talk about a lot of interesting topics that are happening in current events that are happening just in the world. And maybe we'll even kind of destroy what Michelle just said and <laughs> and give it from a pimp's perspective. And that is from my man Eminem, who is um, also a regular on the Talk to Q radio show, uh, which, which happens on Tuesdays and Sundays, and um, is talktoq.com. So 
we'll we'll get into all of that and more to come. So September is going to be a great month for the show. Lots of new segments and funny stuff and just entertaining stuff. So please stay tuned for all of that. All right. Oh, yeah. Now, what I would like to definitely get into right now is Stephen Soulman Snipes. Now, Stephen couldn't be on the show tonight. However, he did decide that he wanted to um, – to record, pre-record his interview, which was a fabulous interview. So you guys got to listen to this. Stephen Soulman Snipes is a multi-talented writer, producer, and songwriter that hails from Memphis, Tennessee. Snipes is a trailblazer on the Memphis music scene and is most notably known for expanding the definition and sound of Memphis hip-hop with what he aptly titled Hip-Hop Soul, okay? One of the first hip-hop performers to routinely include live instrumentation in his show. Nice. Snipes. Nice. Oh, oh, absolutely nice. Snipes and his entertainment company, Sophisticated Lifestyles, I love that, Sophisticated Lifestyles, has earned a sizable following and stunning list of Accomplishments. He has performed alongside artists such as Trey Songs, Big KRIT, K Michelle, mm-hmm. and Light Jennings. In 2012. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, what, what, what? Did you say K Michelle? K Michelle, yes, and Life Jennings. I thought you were going to wait for Life Jennings, but yes. <laughs> Oh, you, know, well, you, know, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, you know what? You know, you know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking about Carly Red. Never mind. Forget it. Sorry, Tay Michelle. You're nothing like her. Thank God. All right. But anyway, go ahead. I'm okay. Sorry. Well, anyway, Carly Red will be appearing on the Talk to Q radio show. So we all okay. got to smooth on over to listen to that interview. And um, Q, can you tell us, as a, a brief a little plug to your show, um, when she's going to be um, airing? Well, thank you. Um, Carly will be coming on on the 24th, Sunday the 24th at 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll talk Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, get into her single um, that's been released, Heartbreaker, and, uh, you know, go from there. All right, cool. Now, um, for those of you who are actually into um, reality TV show, we know that Carly Red is... uh, a firecracker to be. She has, gone, she has gone through a few guys on the show, and um, I, I actually like Carly Red. You know, when she first came onto the show, people were like, "How old are you?" And she still has not revealed that. So maybe Q can get her to reveal her age. Which are oh, you crazy? Be, you think I'm gonna ask her that? Which would be phenomenal if you could do that. <laughs> She will not tell anybody her age. She will. She won't. You know what? Just because oh. you made it sound challenging, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. You know what? She won't. It, it has not been even on Wicca Motherfuckingpedia. It does not have her age because she will not release that. It's really interesting. So, and she won't even release a range. So we just have to guess. I'm guessing between 38 and. 42, but that's just I'm thinking she's, a, she's probably mid-40s like I am. 
Let me tell you something. If you don't release your age, you know damn well you're in your 40s, okay? Because if you were 20-something, 30s, you'd be like, shit, I'm 32. What you talking about? So, (laughs) but anyway, we love Carly Red, and um, she's, you know, she's doing big things on the show. She's keeping us very entertained. So anyway, Mm -hmm. but this is something. K. Michelle, actually K. Michelle is coming out with her own show. She has her own oh, really? show that's going to be coming up this fall, yes. So she's doing her own thing. So she's, she's off of Hip Hop Atlanta and, and all of that. she got her own thing going on. So let's stay tuned for K. Michelle. Okay. But anyway, Stephen Soulman Snipes, we did an interview. It was great. It was wonderful. So let's get into him and get into his interview. All right, I'm here with Stephen Soulman Snipes. Welcome to the Crystal Show, Stephen. Thank you. How you doing, Miss Crystal? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Now, uh, first of all, I want to say that you're from Tennessee, right? Now, have you lived in Memphis your whole life, or is this uh, a kind I of a? I've lived in Memphis my entire life up until uh, October. Of 2013, I, I moved to Nashville here this past October. Uh-huh. But uh, other than that, and other than college, I lived in Memphis my entire life. All right. Now, actually, I love yeah. Nashville. I, I, um, I grew up in New York, but um, I also um, I kind of did a half and half. I, I was born and uh, grew up until my preteens in New York, and then I... Um, moved to Dyersburg, Tennessee, which is in West Tennessee. I don't yeah. know if you've, you've heard of Dyersburg. <laughs> yeah, it's north of Memphis, probably about 50 miles or so. And that's exactly how I explain it to people, <laughs> because I know they have yeah. no clue what Dyersburg is. But I went to Austin P. Um, I went to Austin P. as well. All right, so we're alums. Yeah. <laughs> right, Let's go pee. Let's go pee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let me tell you something. There was one thing about Clarksville that the um, Austin P. us students were totally second best when it came to Fort Campbell. We were like, okay, you guys move over there. We're going to handle the the, the soldiers, which is great. It's fine. (laughs) But it was was like like a double town, you know. It was a military town. Pretty much if you're not there for school or military, you know, you have no reason to be in Clarksville, Tennessee. I know, and I, I remember back in the day, um, there were like, we would have fights and stuff at the clubs because there would be the military guys, there would be um, the college guys, and then there would be the local guys, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not much has changed from, <laughs> from what I hear, you know. Yeah. Not much anyway. has changed. They're growing. They're definitely growing, but, you know, it's... It's still the same mentality. Everybody, and it's just an ego thing. Everybody want to, you know, have a, you know, swing right. contest and prove that they're the biggest person on the block. And you know, I don't get involved just, with this sort of rhetoric and nonsense. Right, right, right. But I, you know, I, I loved, um, I loved Clarksville area, and I really love Nashville. Nashville is a great city. It really I, is. Hey, Nashville is dope. Like seriously, yeah. Nashville is the new Atlanta, if you ask me. You know, you know how Atlanta had that big boom in the nineties, like right after the Olympics left and everything. That's mm-hmm. kinda of where Nashville is right now. And you don't know that until you actually get here. You know what I'm saying? Since you know, I've been it, here I've met I've met 
at least three for real, real life millionaires that you you never knew it unless they told you. You know what I'm saying? So Nashville got a lot of good stuff going on right now. With that being said, you know, it's I don't know. Maybe I'm. I, you just once you make up in your mind that you want to do the right thing, you attract the right people. Law of attraction, right. I guess. You know, because there's exactly. a lot of great stuff going on in Memphis as well. You know, and and I feel like you know both are hugely untapped markets, especially when you're talking about you know music. You got mm-hmm. uh, Memphis. I feel like has you know more talented people. Just regular residents, you know what I'm saying? You throw a rocket at right. somebody, and I guarantee you they can either um, – their granddaddy used to play bass for B.B. King, or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They they sing yeah. background for Yo Gotti. Or, you know what I'm saying? It'd be crazy right. and stuff like that, but it's, it's for real. You know what I'm saying? And in Nashville, you got all these major record labels and all these songwriters, and mm-hmm. everybody you meet is into the music business. So Memphis right. has a whole bunch of artists and creative people. Nashville has a lot of music business people, so – I feel like if I can find a way to, you know, be that proxy and bridge mm-hmm. that gap, it's, it's a lot of opportunity for anybody who's willing to take a chance, you know. Right, dig that. And let me tell you something. I feel that Tennessee, just like you said, with Nashville and Memphis, is really the true music, southern music, uh, definitely capitals of, of the it. south. You know, I mean, Talk really, for real. It. Because we have, it's history. It's real history there, and um, I know we have some great people that came out of Atlanta. Atlanta kind of took off on, on the commercial level, but, you know, when you talk about Memphis, people know exactly what you're talking about. You talk about Nashville, they know exactly what you're talking about. So, you know, people, yeah. I mean, I, you know, hey, if I you totally want to get with um, Southern rappers, Southern, the real South, I mean, that's what you're talking about. You're talking about Tennessee. You're talking about um, you're talking about Nashville and Memphis for real, for real. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. We we at least gotta be in the conversation. I mean, you think about and, I, and nothing against Atlanta because I got a lot of eight town partners. Matter of oh, fact, yeah. one of my yeah. uh, my saxophone player in my band. Shout out to Black Sax. That's my dude, man. But he's <laughs> from Atlanta and he's one mm-hmm. of the realest Atlanta dudes I know. But like, as soon as we met, we clicked and been rolling ever since. And I'm talking about, I, I literally sent him a text and he got everything done. Right. Nothing else needs to be said. You know what I'm saying? So we we definitely, uh, we on this elevation through collaboration thing right now. And it's working oh, for us. Like but when you're talking about the history of Southern hip hop, you, you can't discount Memphis because even the sound that's most prevalent nationwide right now, well, it was the Southern sound right now that it went back to the West Coast, but mm-hmm. you still got mm-hmm. people like, Juicy J, who's still making the same music he was making 20 years ago, still going number one. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Say what you want to about him. Say what you want to about his lyrics. You can't say nothing about his longevity. And they did that as independent. They were the first people rocking independent, making millions of dollars selling tapes at the trunk. You know what I'm saying? I saw it with my own eyes. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's kind of the pedigree. I I grew up listening to Ball and G. Watching them when they moved to Texas, you know what I'm saying? They got, got with Suave, House and all them cats, and then they went on to bigger and better things. Matter of fact, they signed a bad boy, you know, right around 2000 or something like that, and that's when okay, they, okay. the nation really got to see A-Ball and MJG. But I tell people all the time, you know, they're my favorite rappers above, and I know you might be upset because you're a New Yorker, so and I don't <laughs> understand, but, you know, it don't get no better for me than A-Ball and MJG play a fly. 
You know what I'm saying? Stuff like uh-huh. that. And I right. know y'all got Jay-Z and Nas, and that's the home of hip-hop <laughs> and where it originated and all of that. And that's fine. I'm not right, taking right. nothing away from it. I'm just saying something with some soul, you're going to get me mm-hmm. every time. Well, you know what? You call your music hip-hop soul. Now tell me, what, what does that mean? What, what does hip-hop soul mean to you? Hip-hop soul, I mean, it's exactly what it is. It, it ain't even nothing too, you know, deep or philosophical. It's, it's mm-hmm. basically the merging of what people consider tra- traditional Stax-era soul with, okay. like, that golden-era hip-hop like we were just talking about and just fusing it together, you know, because, again, it, I'm a product of my environment. I come from Memphis. I shot a mm-hmm. video in front of the Stax Records building, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's Stax Records back in the day. You know, that was mm-hmm. the biggest thing popping nationwide. I can only imagine what it must have been like in Memphis when you had Isaac Hayes and David Porter and oh, Al wow. Green and, you know, all of these people recording all at the same time coming out of the same city. You right, know, and, right. And that's my heritage. That's all my dad would even let me listen to, you know what I'm saying, when I was in the car with him. So I learned <laughs> to listen to it, and I learned to love it, you know, because, again, what's from the heart reaches the heart, what's from the soul reaches the soul. I feel like if I you like could that. take those same elements and those same feelings and merge it with what we all love about hip-hop, which is the clever delivery, which is the uh, lyricism, which is the storytelling, which is the word painting, which is, you know, telling the story of the place around you and, and your observations through, right. through words. Merging that together, I mean, that's a winning recipe if you ask me. Oh, if you ask me, that's right. You know, and, and there's not... And it's not that you can even count the lyricists on your hands that are that are out there and, and famous and popular that we hear every day. Um, you can definitely count them on your hand. They don't get as much play, unfortunately, as or they're they're in the background. You don't you don't know right. that they're the ones who are writing and who are doing the real work of creating. So I mean, then, we kind of stand out the way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we we do okay. we do what we do. Long long as you cut that check, we stay out the way. We ain't gonna cause <laughs> no ripples, no waves. We ain't gonna get mad and be on no rah rah stuff stuff saying right. Man, you need to come listen to me, blah 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 blah. No, that's not necessary. Because all you gotta do is do what you do and who it's supposed to reach, it will reach. That's Honestly, true. I don't really uh my main main focus isn't about, you know, getting everybody to love my music, being everybody's favorite rapper. That's not what I'm about. Mm-hmm. What I'm about is reaching the people who want something more, whose mindset or point in life right now, they're reaching, they're ready for elevation. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where I am in my right. real life right now. You know, I'll be 29 next month. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm married. I got a son. And I'm just not on that dumb stuff no more. You know what I'm saying? Been there, done right. that. Got the T-shirt and the sun visor. <laughs> I'm trying to see something else. <laughs> right. Well, you, you know, know what? what? Kind of where I'm at with it. Now I um now I, I see that you include instruments in your show. Uh, why do you feel that having live instruments is important as opposed to you know a lot of hip hop artists just have you know the tracks or, or whatever the DJ up there. Well, again, uh, hip-hop soul, in in order to capture soul music, you have to have it in its most authentic form, and that's live instrumentation. To add to that, I'm actually a musician myself. I play uh, keyboards. 
You know what I'm All saying? Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm extremely hard on musicians. I'm extremely critical of instrumentals just because I, I like lush arrangements. I like chord changes. I like bridges. I like, okay. you know, everything to be right. You know, um, I actually was a part of this program called Memphis Music Town Consortium with the mm-hmm. legendary David Porter. Mr. Porter, as we all know, was Isaac Hayes' production partner for 40-plus right. years at Stacks, And he actually mentored. I was in the inaugural program. He took about 30 people, hand-selected mm-hmm. them, and mentored them in three different disciplines, uh, songwriting, performing artists, and music production. Because it's a program specifically designed for soul music, he wouldn't let me in as a performing artist, but because right. he loved my lyrics, he let me in as a songwriter. And wow. just having that experience and being able to be shown firsthand sitting at the feet of a man who's been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and has over 500 million albums sold worldwide over the last 50 years of his career, mm-hmm. that was pretty monumental for me. Oh, yeah. In my last, uh, this past uh, album that I just put out, uh, this EP, The Classic Soul Project, was the first project that I put out since I got out of that class, and I really wanted to, you know, you know how how it is if you're a kid and you know your mom or your dad shows you something, <laughs> and you mm-hmm. learning and you mastering when it's time to take says you can't wait to show them that you know how to do what they taught you how to do. Right. Pretty much the same thing because it was my first project. Um, if you listen to it, I didn't curse one time on the project. It's totally oh. clean. It's, it's not even any sexually explicit things, and you know from anybody's justification, I have a right to talk about sex, whether you're the most religious person or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm married, so, and I, I like to get it in, as most <laughs> people do, you know. But, again, I, uh, I do a lot of traveling. I'm back in Memphis every two or three weeks anyway, which is about okay. a three-hour drive from Nashville. Yeah. And I have my son with me most of the time. And I wanted an album that I could listen to the whole way through, that I didn't have to, you know, skip songs or turn the radio down at certain points because they was cussing too much or they was talking about doing this and doing that. Mm-hmm. Because at four years old, he doesn't need to be exposed to everything, you know. Right, so right. So I wanted to make an album that was appropriate for him, but at the same time still banking. I could take mm-hmm. it to the trap house. I could take it to the club. I could take right. it to the church, and he could still be banging. You know? Well, you so know what? That's the album that I could have to make, and I did That is something interesting because you know what? A lot of rappers, especially beginning rappers, and we hear them every day now, um, they revel in being the bad guy, you know. And I think as a black father and husband, okay, we can say that twice, a black father and husband, do you feel an obligation to portray uh, a certain image when you perform? And I know you just said that, you know, you want your son to be able to listen to it. You want, you know, your wife, your church, people to be able to listen to it. And, hey, the, the radio station doesn't even have to edit it out. <laughs> they can just play it. Right. And, and that was another thing, just from a marketing standpoint, you know, I was looking at because I actually, uh, you know, independent artists, we talk all the time about why, DJs won't play our music or why the stores won't put your product in the store. And I had to sit back and be honest with myself and say, have I actually given them a product that they're able to properly market or promote? You know, and if I got, you know, explicit lyrics through my whole project, Target doesn't even carry explicit CDs from people like Beyonce. So I definitely don't stand a shot 
you know, it has to be totally clean to even be on their shelves. So, and as far as DJs, just because I like one single doesn't mean that they will. And if they like something else off the record and it's not clean, they can't do nothing with it. So I said, okay, we could just eliminate all of it. I could have potentially, like, this is my third project. So, and I sold 10,000 of each one of my first two. So if wow. we saying 10,000, just say, and I toured over the last three, four years in, say, 10 cities. If you say 10,000 for them 10 cities in each one of those Walmarts or something like that, I potentially missed out on, we're talking mm-hmm. about $100,000. <laughs> right. That I potentially you know, missed just because I'm cussing. That just exactly. really don't make sense to me. Dig that. You you know, you have something that a lot of these guys, these new rap artists out here, don't have, and a lot of the old rap artists and hip-hop artists learn almost too late or much later in their career, and that's business. Just the business side, marketing, and getting it, getting your stuff out there in a real way, and not just about standing on stage and you know grabbing your penis or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we can do that. We do that too. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. I just had a show <laughs> this past weekend at uh, this biker club. Shout out to my homeboy Layback. We turned all the way up in there. You know, the live right. shows depending on you know the venue. I now have options to be able to do. All right, for instance, I did the biker club then. But the nope. same day, I got booked to do a charity show for uh, the Christ Community Health Organization. It's a benefit show to raise money to give free health care to local musicians in Memphis, but it has to be totally clean, and people, everybody from mayors and senators and congressmen and all this stuff come. You know what I'm saying? So I've now right. broadened my potential fan base because now I'm able to reach more people, and the delivery to them is in a better package. You know, it's, it's right. not even about necessarily what I'm doing or what I'm saying because they'll buy my music for their kids even if they don't like it just because it's clean. Mm-hmm. But exactly. now I'm able to have those conversations with those people. But back to the original question you asked, do I feel a need to portray an image? Absolutely not. You know, I'm me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's all I know okay. how to be. You know, I've, I've tried, you know, acting. I, I hope I can get into that later on too. But, you know, uh-huh. uh through my music, I, I write firsthand experiences. I write experiences that I've actually gone through right. or I've witnessed at a very close proximity that it was close enough to me where it affected me, you know. And I feel like that's what really gives you the ability to connect through music because you're talking about genuine experiences. And whether you know me or not, we as humans, black, white, red, green, male, female, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, atheist, whatever, we share human experiences. So if you talk about those experiences and talk about your ambitions and aspirations, then you have no choice because everybody wants something. Everybody wants, I would assume everybody would want to be better tomorrow than they are today. Exactly, and that's, exactly. That's kind of the standpoint I come from, you know. You know, I, I didn't did all the hood stuff, you know. I'm from Memphis, you know, you know what they come with. So right. we, we ain't even got to speak on that. You know? <laughs> right. I'm, on, I'm on all positivity now. You know, I, I want my life to be better. And even if it ain't, but just for them 30 minutes I'm riding, listening to their CD on the way to work, it might put me in a better mood where I don't cuss out my boss today. And I can keep <laughs> my job and feed my family. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like little you things like your that. To your real life. That's right. Little things like that. Now, I do have to ask you about um, you had won 
the BET Apollo Live competition in 2012. Tell me about that. Tell me how, how that felt and everything. It was awesome. They uh, they did, I guess, like a countrywide tour in a couple of cities. Okay. Memphis just happened to be one of them. And my homeboy, uh, and this dude, he's a grindaholic. Shout out to him. His name is Ernest Fields. He actually played basketball for Austin P too. He goes by the name of Stylistic. He uh, goes by the name of Stylistic, but he at the time he was doing a lot of video and camera work, and they called him to, uh, you know, record the Memphis audition or whatever. And he called me and told me about it, like literally that same night. Mm-hmm. So I went on down there, had my product with me. Right. So, uh, one of the radio station uh, PDs was down there as a judge. I did my did my song and bam, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, wow, I was supposed to go to New York and, you know, compete on the actual TV show during mm-hmm. that first season. But, you know, some some unfortunate incidents happened, and the cast and director uh, wasn't able to get back with me on it. Okay. But, you know. Okay. But you won. That's, that's, that's just, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not even worried about it because, again, I, I, I know what happened, and everybody yeah. else who knows the situation knows what happened, and, we move mm-hmm. on. We we put that in our resume and we keep going. You know, it just okay. to me they just just like in the streets, you know, sometimes you're gonna take an L. It ain't about taking an L, it's how you bounce back from it. So That's right. Well, um Stephen, definitely tell us where our listeners can find you on the web or where can we follow you, where can we tweet you, all of that. How can we get in touch with you and download your stuff and you know, and keep you pumping in our car and uh, in our ear every day. And all of that, all of that. You can, uh, the easiest thing to do would just be to Google Soul Man Snipes. Soul Man being one word, S-O-U-L-M-A-N, Snipes, like Wesley Snipes, S-N-I-P-E-S. Yes, Snipes is my real name. No, I don't know if I'm kidding or Wesley. <laughs> that uh, was my next question. Are any relation? <laughs> man, I wish I had a nickel for every time somebody asked me that. <laughs> but, uh. No, nah, man, I, I don't know. Shout out to Wesley. If you're listening, man, come on through. We can do a move. I can get you a soundtrack. I score movies and do all that, too, man. Let's get it popping. Oh, but, uh, You can Google Soul Man Snipes. I'm at Snipes901 on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I think I got a Vine and I got a Pinterest now. So pretty much Snipes901 on everything. And okay. on YouTube, you can just search for Soul Man Snipes and you'll find it. Okay, sweet, and we'll definitely have those links out there on the uh, website, uh, thecrystalshow.com, so you can check him out on his page. That'll be on the um, on our website soon. And um, first of all, I want to thank you so much, Stephen, for taking the time out to come on to the Crystal Show. Now, what I would love for you to do is to introduce your song that we're about to get into, which is "Keep Stepping." Okay, uh, I appreciate y'all for having me on the Crystal Show. Shout out to all the Crystal Show listeners. My name is Soul Man Snipes, originally from Memphis, Tennessee, now living in Nashville. We got a couple of live dates coming up, so make sure you check out those links to come see us live. The next song you're about to hear is called Keep Stepping, inspired by real life, the best club in Memphis, Classic Souls, and it comes from the Classic Soul Project. Shout out to Larry Williams and E. Massey. Memphis, stand up. What's up, man? Tennessee Takeover, let's do it. Fantastic Fantastic Tree Production. Hey! The old man's tonight. King Pin the composer. The wait is over. The 
Classic Soul Project. Hip Hop Soul. We made it through another week. Let's celebrate with a drink. Like your kind, you can ride with me. Life ain't bad as you think. My partner wife had baby number three, and he just finished up his second degree. It's so amazing to see beautiful blessings from heaven be manifested. I feel like going two steps. It's what we got to do. Let's hit a spot. Nobody said tripping, and the DJ finished nights, and the whole club feel it. Uh. Matter of fact, I'm about to call Larry Williams. He own classic soul, best club in the city. I encourage you to visit if you're playing a visit. Keep the pimping and the damn flow be packed From the floor up to the ceiling, uh It's going down tonight Tonight we're about to celebrate life, uh Now keep stepping, baby Number one. Oh my God! Love Wasn't that just like love positive? 
just totally love positive. That guy, that I love it was that. cool. Um, I like the song actually because I, I like it. It kind of reminded me, and this is kind of funny, but it was kind of like black exploitation ish. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Well, you know, back in the day. Back in the day, songs, I'm going to see right? Pretty Tony come walking through the, you know, walking through my apartment or something. You know, it was it was nice. It was I like that. Dig it. Right. The Mac. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what, guys? We're going to hear um, Stephen's next song, which is um, "Summer Breeze." So we can already kind of get a feeling of where that's coming from, and that's mm-hmm. we're going to end. Mm-hmm. We're going to end with that. We're going to end with that at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that because it's a it's a Hey, it's a beautiful song, same kind of groove, same kind of vibe. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't know what it is about the Southern rappers, the dirty, dirty, but they keep it real and they keep it, you know, R&B, old school R&B, not, you know, mm-hmm. not the new stuff that's, you know, at the strip club. You want to hear what real love and real love is all about. You know, that's old school R&B. So totally loving that, totally loving it. Now, I do want to get into our second sponsor. We do have two sponsors, and we have a second sponsor, and that is Talk to Q. Here's his ad for Talk to Q radio show. Talk to Q is a radio show for adults to get together and rant about whatever the trending topic may be from current events, celebrities, sports, relationships, politics, and more. Got something to get off your chest? Then join in the interactive chat room or call in and let your opinions be known. Talk to Q is a chance for you to do the talking and to have the opportunity to express opinions or rants, which is why we called the show Talk to Q and not Listen to Q. The Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Follow on Twitter at Talk to Q. Follow on Twitter at TalkToQ. I love that guy. <laughs> what? I am done. I'm totally into British guys, if you guys haven't um, realized by now. <laughs> I love their accent. <laughs> oh, well, Q, since you're on the show and you're, you're here with us, thank you very much. Um, do you want to say anything more about what's coming up on your show? We'll give you uh, more I appreciate it. Um, yep. Well, Sunday she had an interesting show. It's made for Eminem. Um, it's basically called Surviving the Game. You know, the old saying, the game is to be sold and not told. And although <laughs> we know that it's against the code to give the game away, this discussion mm-hmm. needs to be had. I mean, there are so many strategies that women and men use to gain leverage in relationships. Um now, of course, a successful relationship would not have anyone trying to gain leverage, but that's a topic for another show. But mm-hmm. we'll get into some of the secrets that both men and women have to help educate the listeners. You know, people of my generation, the 70s babies, have done a poor job of passing down trade secrets to the younger generation. And I want to help fix that by educating some people, uh, like what some people call putting you up on some game. You know, we'll talk about wingmen. Right. We'll talk about always be closing, all that stuff. Okay, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to be there live with the Talk to Q Radio Show, as I am every time they're on and not talking about sports. I, <laughs> your girl, the Crystal Show, is there. <laughs> is there on the show as one of his illustrious legends, which I am proud to be. And um, 
So I'll be there for this show definitely on Sunday, so please join us for that. It should be very interesting, as always his shows are. Thank you. And you're welcome. And I, I'm not going to play, we're going to get into Get Crystallized, but I'm not going to play um, my usual intro to that because it's, it's been a very sad week. You know, um, yes. it's been a very sad week. Uh, first of all, uh, the week we'll talk a little bit about a little later uh, about Robin Williams, which, man, that was definitely a loss to the entertainment world, a loss to um, his family, um, his friends, and um, to the comedians around the world. So we're going to talk a little bit about depression and about um, what went on with him. But I do want to also talk about um, the death of Michael Brown, which is a a young man um, age 18 in St. Louis. In St. Louis, now we thought that um, shit happened in Florida, you know, (laughs) a few years back, but... um, you know what's going on in St. Louis right now, as we speak, is is some major shit. First of all, let's let's, let's talk a little bit about the timeline. I'm just going to go through this. Um, Sunday, which was August 10th, Michael Brown was unarmed, a uh, young man, 18 years old. Uh, the St. Louis County Police Chief Joe Belmar says in a news conference that Belmar um, that Brown was physically assaulted by an officer during a struggle between the two, and Brown reached for the officer's gun, which is what they're saying, this is what the police is saying. Um, one shot was fired in the car, followed by another gunshot outside of the car. His body was left on the street for four hours before it was even removed. Of course, this is not what was what was said by the uh, onlookers, by the witnesses um that he was struggling with a gun. Um we don't know exactly what happened, but what they're saying is is contradictory to what the police of course are saying. Um they're saying that Michael was saying that I am unarmed. I don't have a gun. Please don't shoot me. But the cop shot him anyway. Okay. Um, At 2 p.m. that same day, St. Louis um, Police Department announced that they would release the name of the officer who was accused of shooting Brown, but they haven't. They did not release him because of, um, they said it was due to the um, safety of the cop, which I have to agree with that, actually. Because, you know, for what was coming following, you know, on that day and the days to come, it probably wasn't a really good idea to release his name. Um, 8 p.m. the same day, people started gathering um, in Ferguson, which is um, um, St. Louis, Missouri, and Ferguson, one of the um, suburbs of that area. Um, Police used tear gas to disperse the crowds that did not protest peacefully you know, that kind of reminds you of, what was the movie by Spike Lee? Do the right thing. Do the right thing. And they did not do the right thing. And, you know, you think about stuff like that. Um, and um, 
I don't know. It's, it's just a really sad thing to, to see this is continually happening. Now, Monday, August 11th, uh, police announced 15 arrests were stemming from the Ferguson events. Um, in addition, uh, the police chief says that the name of the officer involved in the shooting still will not be released um, through threats of the social media. 10 a.m., protesters gathered at St. Louis uh, Department headquarters for a peaceful protest, uh, and a list of demands was given relating to the investigation of Brown's death. Now, at noon of that day, our Reverend Al Sharpton had arrived in St. Louis (laughs) to speak to the family of Brown, and he made his way to St. Louis area, to the St. Louis area, to demand justice in the fatal shooting. Sharpton and the family spoke on the courthouse steps um, that day on Tuesday. Now, at 3 p.m., officials charged nine people in relation to looting. So looting had begun in Ferguson Sunday night and into Monday morning. So they began to charge people with that riot behavior that happened. Um, At 4 p.m., President Obama got involved um, and released a statement regarding the Brown incident. Uh, the Justice Department announced it will take a reviewing police tactics across the country. So they will be um, reviewing what is going on and watching this very, very carefully. Um, Same day, 7 p.m., the governor got involved, Jay Nixon, of all names, um, (laughs) uh, the mayor of, um, of St. Louis, and other leaders, they came together to speak about, you know, Things are happening. They also met with Al Sharpton, Reverend Al Sharpton, who was still there, uh, with the Brown family, and urged people to be peaceful as they, you know, continue to go through this investigation. But at 10 p.m., tensions began to rise, and this is still Tuesday night, between protesters and the police. Um, So third consecutive night. Now, this is three days of rioting, three days of protesting. Now, on Wednesday, uh, Ferguson and the school, the school district decided that they were not going to have school. They were not going to start school on that day. Um, and, but today, um, Obama again addressed the nation and urged people to, to remain calm. I don't know if anybody is actually watching CNN you know, when the, when, uh, the president is on talking about this. Uh, I don't think think they are because it, it's continuing. Now, um, I just have to ask you, what do you think about what's happening in St. Louis um, with the rioting and all of the looting and just, just the whole thing in general? Uh, I have so much to say, but in the interest of time, I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's sad. Because basically, I think it's sad on so many levels. I think the leaders have not led, and I think the police are too aggressive, and the people are just the people. I mean, they're citizens. I don't hold them to the higher to the higher standards that I do right. the police, and uh, you know, the mayor, governor, and president. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, I think if President Obama would have shown up, things would have calmed down. The people would have been happy to see him there, and I think the police would have 
kind of uh, backed off some of, of some of their aggression. And mm-hmm. uh, so I do fault him for not, you know, taking more of a stand to end this. It's getting, it's gotten out of control because no one has, you know, put forth any real, real leadership. Uh, I'm not an Al Sharpton, Al Sharpton fan, but his speech okay. that he gave was one mm-hmm. of the best speeches I've ever heard as far as stopping okay. the violence. He did a great job in doing that. But uh, there's just so much wrong here, and it's not going to get fixed anytime soon because until people come together when things are calm, it'll never get fixed. Mm-hmm. You can't wait to get angry and then try to work something out. Well, that's true. That's very true. And um uh, Dre, do you have a comment about what's what's going on in St. Louis right now and, and um Michael Brown? I'm just totally I'm still in shock basically. I mean I guess my thing is, you know, we're not evidently we didn't learn from Trayvon, so um, Right. Here we you know, here we are again full circle and it's not really you know, we're not sol- it seems like we're not solving anything. Um mm-hmm. Again, I don't know the whole story behind the whole thing. I, I know I've read, you know, bits and pieces. I read the information that you read earlier and you read to us. I'm right. trying to figure out what the heck's going on with the cops. That's all my thing. Yeah. I mean, what's going on with the cops? Yeah. I mean, is it is it PTSD? I mean, I know I know the job is stressful. I get it. But is right. it PTSD we got to deal with now with cops now? Going walking around with stun guns and tasers and 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 you know, and Sig 22s, and then you know the, when the, the idiots, and yes, I said it. Yes, I said it. Mm-hmm. Looking at, I don't care. <laughs> the idiots that go and loot. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right, you're looting you your own doing? shit. I mean, you know, the rich people don't live there. They, you know, yeah. they live somewhere else. You know what I'm mean, saying? Why would you, you're why would you spend? Why would you spend countless hours burning down a neighborhood that you live in? Right, and then complain right. because there's nothing there. Right. I mean, come on, guys. Well, some of those people, I right. think, are just opportunists looking to try to steal stuff. I mean, oh, you're going to have yeah. people who, oh, yeah. who really don't care. But then the others, because we think it's the norm to go out and loot whenever there's a problem and, and mm-hmm. riot and vandalize stuff. And because no one has actually sat down and told people how stupid it is. It's just an emotional reaction. I mean, it's the same as punching a hole in the wall of your house. You have to live here. Right. Right. It's absolutely absolutely stupid. Now, can anything be done? Is America or the police that afraid of black men or black people, for that matter? Because we had, you know, a young woman here was killed um, just by knocking on a door. So, I mean, our... Are white people still that afraid of black people? I still remember the um, cartoon that was done on, um, what was it, um, Michael, uh, was it Michael, not Michael Smith, I'm trying to think of his last name, but, you know, he he had done just a little cartoon about how white people were afraid of black people and that they you know, they bought guns and they did all these things just to, um, you know, get themselves, you know, protected against. I mean, are are we are they still so afraid? I mean, is it really this this scary? 
of black people that still today? Uh, absolutely. No. I mean, I mean, I, I I don't get it. I mean, look, folks, I'm not the tallest man in the world. I promise you that. Okay. And quite frankly, I don't see myself going to six foot five anytime soon. But I go to work. I got two kids, and I'm doing the best that I can to, to raise my boy, even though, you know, and for whatever, you know, as a, as a co-parent, okay? You have nothing to be afraid of for me, except unless you mess with my children. Then we get a whole other show. But I'm just saying, as just your average person walking down the street, I'm trying to make money just like you. So excuse me if I'm just trying to go to my job to earn my living, you know, and you look at me like I'm crazy. I don't get it. But I think the whole thing about I me, mean, there's some, I, I part of me believes, yeah, I think white people are scared of black people. I don't know why. I think it's kind of dumb. I do. But at the same, but at the same time, I think that there are those select few, like the opportunists that you mentioned earlier, Q, that uh-huh. want you to be scared of. That's like, okay, why you can't, why you, you're ruining it for everybody. You're ruining it. So, I'm sorry. Go yeah, and, and and Roger Moore was what I was talking about, sorry. Roger Moore in his movie um documentary about um bowling for Calibine, he was talking about gun control and um he did have a, a little cartoon that was about the beginning of slavery to um black people now and it did talk about how white people moved to the suburbs, moved away from the inner city, and they bought guns, and this is how they were um, afraid of black people. But go ahead, Q. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like um, the media is the main reason why people have a healthy fear of black people, especially black men. Um, And we saw examples with the Michael Brown thing that's going on in Ferguson. Uh, The first photo of him that pops up, on TV is him looking like he's throwing a gang sign. You know? Right, I saw so many of those, right. Yeah, so he's already made out in the minds of a lot of people to be someone who was eventually going to wind up dying by a bullet, you know. Wow. And those are the images that get placed in people's heads. You hear When you hear about, um, you know, maybe some little white teenage kid that kills five people in his school and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, kills himself, then the headlines read he was misunderstood or, you know, <laughs> right, how, right. you know, and, so, and stuff like that. It's just a mentality that's something that's embedded in us subconsciously that we see on a daily basis. We always see black people at their worst from the reality shows to the news. Mm-hmm. And when it's something that's good, you know, it's not put to the forefront. There's not enough balance. So that's why you can see a white guy walking down the street with a rifle and people won't react the same way if you saw a black guy. Very true. Yeah. Very true. I mean, I'm, you know, because of my discharge from the Army, I can actually carry a concealed weapon. Do I want to even bother with that? No. No, because I don't even want the hassle. But here's my other thing that really kind of makes me kind of laugh. Mm-hmm. I, just down here in Tampa, I see more white guys with faded hair, trimmed up, shaped up beards, sagging, right, yeah. and everything else. So I'm like, okay, so if if you're really afraid of black men, why are you trying to just like I stereotype them? <laughs> right. That's the problem I have. I mean, they mm-hmm. they got to the point where they're like they're they're sagging. They got the swag look. 
everything. They even picking up black women. And I'm like, okay, so why why are you afraid of black people? Are you trying to be one? I don't get it. But well, uh, you know, it's a difference between it's a difference between dressing like and actually being, and that's the whole thing. It's just like you know, a um, a goth. A, a goth um, a teenager who is wearing black and all of that, who is mm-hmm. trying to act as if they are cold and um, believe in the devil or whatever, but when in actuality that's not, it's just about rebellion and all of that is about rebellion. So, you know, they may dress black, quote unquote, but they don't actually want to be black. Right. <laughs> Complete, complete difference. Right. Now, I do want... The more you tan, the more your credit score goes down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains a lot now. for me. <laughs> that explains it. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Hugh. Um, I want to talk about Robin Williams. And um, at age 63, Robin Williams took his own life by hanging himself in his home on Monday August 11th, so right when all of this was going down um, with Michael Brown as well. Um, Although the actor had been candid about his battles with addiction, which was mainly alcoholism uh, and depression, through the years, at at this time of his suicide, his sobriety was intact. He was working on it. He was working with it. So, So says his wife, his widow, Susan Snyder. And he said that um, he was brave and he struggled with his own battles of depression, anxiety, as well as early stages of Parkinson's disease. And he had also, yeah, he had also had, and and he didn't talk about the Parkinson's because it was just beginning and he was just beginning the, um, the the first stages of it, which would mean, you know, probably shaking and, uh, we all we all know that uh you know Michael Fox was 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 going through that as well but um and but also for um for Robin he had recently it had had a um a heart transplant um you know a bypass so and they say that that does change you biologically as well so all of that coupled with his own um, depression and alcoholism led to um, his suicide. Now, before I do want to um, kind of just quickly go through the myths and, and facts about depression. I, I want people to understand this, but first, I want to ask the two of you: What do you? What What is your? Um, thought process when you heard about Robin Williams or when you have heard about anyone who has committed suicide? Just your, just your thoughts, just your immediate thoughts. Q, what do you, what do you think? As my thoughts as far as people, I, I'm sorry, my phone <laughs> rang. What was the last part about committing suicide? Your thoughts about people who commit suicide. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, everything is so situational. I mm-hmm. personally... I have a problem with people who do it. Um, mm-hmm. If you have, if someone has a debil- de- debilitating or, you know, just suffering through a really bad illness, I still don't like it, but I can understand it a little better as opposed to someone 
who may just be going through bouts of depression or whatever it is. And it's not mm-hmm. to minimize depression. It's just that with depression, you have options. You know, if you have, you know, some horrible form of, you know, if you have AIDS or something like that, you may not mm-hmm. have very many options. But with depression, you have options in regards to speaking to people. And a lot of times, even though I feel sorry for the person, I think it's absolutely selfish to take okay. yourself away from your family and friends who do love you simply because mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with something, you know, the, the right way by getting help. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dre, what do you think? About I was question about suicide. I was pissed because I liked, I mean, he was, he was a, such a method actor and really, mm-hmm. I mean, he was nuts, but I, I loved his movies. I mean, I grew up on Mork and Mindy, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff, you know. So I, Good Morning Vietnam, I, I love him as an actor, love him as a talent in, in itself. I guess I'm mad at him because of the fact that, I mean, he could have talked to me. I mean, he didn't even know me, okay? Yeah, and this is from somebody who, who has been in depressive state. Now, I wouldn't say I'm clinically depressed or anything like that, but I've been in depressive states in, in my life where things have been, like, really crappy. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, never, I don't think it ever got to that extreme, and I'm glad for that. But at the same time, still, you don't want to just overlook, because now people are posting stuff about call this number and get help. Call. Where were you right. people when the man was going through whatever he was going through? or whoever's going through what they're going through now. Don't post mm-hmm. stuff on Instagram if you're not doing anything about it. So if you're helping, if you need, if you want to help somebody, then you need to help somebody to find out what's going on. And you need to find out what, what's, what's wrong with them, what, what they're doing, what they need from you. And the people right. who are on the other side of that, you need to talk. You need to let these people know, hey, I'm not doing real good right now. For whatever reason, I just, I'm not feeling it today. Can you help me? So it's got to go both ways. You know, um, I, I you know I, I hear what both of you are saying, and it is um, it's it's a really hard thing. I want to read a little bit about what was posted on um, WebMD.com and regarding the myths and the facts about depression. First of all, uh, the myth is hard work beats depression. Um, a lot of people think that if you just, you know, basically put yourself into your work, um, divert your attention, and that depression will go away. Um, people do think that depression and sadness, just general sadness, is the same thing, which it is not. Depression is a clinical disease, and sadness is just an emotion. Um, Number two myth is that it's not a real illness, uh, but depression is a serious medical condition. And the top cause of, of a disability in America, in American adults. So it's a, it is an actual medical condition, and, and a lot of people don't um, believe that, and that's why there's not a lot of help. There's a lot of um, stigma to depression, so people don't go get help. What they do is self-medicate. That's why depression and 
um, addictions such as alcoholism, cocaine, et cetera, different kind of drug addictions, prescription of drugs, um, are used as opposed to getting actual clinical help from um, a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist. Um, a fact is men fly under the radar. A depressed man, his loved ones, and even his doctor may not recognize depression because men are less likely than women to talk about their feelings. Um, depressed men don't appear sad or down. Instead, they just appear irritable or angry or something like that. So they, they, and they use things like um, drinking and, and drugs like that to cover up their actual emotions. Um, another myth is depression is just self-pity. And I think Q kind of um, um, touched a little bit on that. Our culture admires willpower and mental toughness. And um, we're quick to label anyone who falls short of that as a whiner. So people who have a clinical depression are, are not lazy or simply feeling sorry for themselves. Um, nor can they will themselves out of depression. Depression is a medical, a medical illness, as we said before. Another fact is anyone can get depressed. Whether you are, and so many people said this, and I, I was reading this online and just in, in general and hearing people talk about it, um, that they felt, why in the world would Robin Williams kill himself? Because he's rich, he's famous, he has so many friends, he has so many fans, he has, he has a great career. Um, so they believe that it's self-pity, so why would you do that? It's a health problem related to changes in the brain. That's why they mentioned the fact of his heart condition and the fact that he has Parkinson's. It does change your brain um, function when you have depression. That's why it's a, called a clinical um, disease as opposed to just, you know, an emotional disease. Another fact Anyone can be depressed. Um, another fact, it can sneak up slowly. It's not something that happens. A lot of people think that the very last thing that happened to you is the reason why they, a person committed suicide. No, it is something that happened gradually over time. And it, it was whatever you may say was the reason that they committed suicide was the very last thing. It's like the last straw. It's not the reason they committed suicide. Um, another myth is help means drugs for life. People think that, well, that means that I'm going to have to take Xanax, I'm going to have to take whatever prescription drug all the time in order to stay functional, which is not true. Another myth is depressed people cry a lot. Again, as we talked about before, not necessarily. They may not cry a lot. A lot of comedians they, that's part of their defense mechanism, not to say that all comedians are depressed people, you know, one, you know, one string away from killing themselves, but um, it just means that comedy or laughter, whether you're a comedian or not, is a part of your defense mechanism. Um, another fact is family history is not destiny. Just because you have a, a crazy uncle who dressed up as George Washington doesn't mean that you are going to be 
you know, a crazy person as well. That is not hereditary. Um, Another myth is talking makes things worse. A lot of people don't seek help because they feel that if if I talk about it, then it's going to get worse. Or people don't talk to you because they feel that, well, if we talk about how sad you are, then you're going you're to get worse, so they want to make you happy. This is similar to people who are grieving. People don't want to talk about the grieving because they think that it's going to make you worse. Um, another fact in the last, uh, one, well, the second to the last fact is um, positive thinking may help. The old advice is accentuate the positive, be happy, you know, you know, listen to all the happy songs, and you'll feel better, which is not true. You need to get out the pain. You need to talk about the anger, the negativity, whatever's going on inside of you. You need to get that out. That way you can deal with it. Because being happy is another mask. And the last thing I want to mention is teens who commit suicide are unhappy by nature. Or people feel that teens are just rebellious and they're happy by nature, and that's not true. They're not unhappy by nature. If your teen is unhappy, there's something's going on with them. So you need to watch their behavior. And that's, that goes for whether you're a teenager or whether you're 50 years old. You need to watch the dr- drastic change in behavior. That's the key right there. And, and a lot of times it's don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to say, What's wrong with you? And don't be afraid of those answers. And that's a lot of times what happens with people that become isolated because people are so afraid of what they're going to say back to them. And, and, and then the guilt afterwards, the guilt of I should have been there, I should have listened, I should have said something, I should have whatever. If a person commits suicide, and actually men commit suicide, more women attempt suicide. So if a man can, you know, they they actually go through with it more so than women do. So basically, just to say that be there for your loved ones, listen to them when they have, when they're feeling sad, notice their behavior and their change of behavior. Remember if they've gone through something traumatic like um, cancer Um, a major heart surgery, a major, any kind of uh, physical change, you know, just watch them and be there more for them emotionally than physically. Physically, you can't really help them because that's what the doctor's for, but you can definitely help someone mentally and emotionally. So that's all I want to say about that, you know. Like I said, I'm very saddened by that. I'm saddened by anyone who commits suicide. I wrote a blog about it on my uh, on getcrystallized.net. Please take a look at that if you would like to and read about it and respond to it. Um, next week, um, we will have more on the show. Uh, we'll have True Speech and 313 Fresh on August 21st. Hip-hop recording, mm-hmm. recording artist from Detroit. What up, though? And um, In the you, you know. You know a little bit about true speech. He is definitely true. (laughs) (laughs) And um, one thing about him, I always say that he is, he's like the new, um, both of them are like the new uh, 
oh, what was it? NW, not NW, hey, um, Public Enemy. Public Enemy. Yeah, Public okay. Enemy. They're definitely like that because they're political, and they, um, they speak gotcha. about real truth, and they don't care. And I love that. And so, you know, stay tuned for that. And I want to end with um, Stephen Snipes, his next song, which is Summer Breeze, and God knows we need that. <laughs> so thank you so much, like Q, that. for coming on to the show. Um, I like, oh, absolutely, and I like to definitely thank you for um, Lucid Bay and talk to Q for having ads on our show, and we will definitely see you next week. And happy birthday again, Dre. Thank you, baby. Love you. Hashtag All right. Andre gets birthday gift money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> talk to you guys later. Peace. Yeah. yeah, I'm so sophisticated Don't kill my vibe, but don't step on my gates You need to know that I'm the man, baby Cool as Obama going ice skate Yeah, yeah. I promise I'm so presidential I got a plan to make this money melt No need to ask, boy, you know I'm winning I only deal with the trill and the baddest winning Wanna diss me, think you better reconsider Pepper Don't get it twisted, better know I'm still rapping Memphis And now I'm mind letting them brothers earn their recognition So watch your mouth cause you know somebody always gon' listen Yeah, yeah, just keep it cool Lay back in this groove Vibe to this old school Put yourself in a better mood Now ain't that a better night? I might as just say your life Might as well hit the sound tonight Everybody finna go see Scott You gon' be right Riding around the city Talking old school Pippin' with clean Got a bad one with me Cooler than a summer breeze I be riding around town Put my music up now Windows down You can tell me nothing now Cooler than a summer breeze We elevate over here, baby Going, still growing, mogul in the making Instead of hating, I think you suckers should congratulate me Top five out of Memphis, still elevate Yeah, yeah Come take a ride down the riverside That's where I hide when I wanna chill and clear my mind Ain't nothing like it when your soul and mind intertwine We on the rise and we ain't got no plans of coming down Nah, nah, think I'ma go and school my lady up And take a ride, it ain't no telling where we might show up And she ain't trippin' pimp, she already know what's up We handle business, then we getting back to doing us Yeah, yeah, just keepin' cool Laid back in this groove Riding to this old school Put yourself in a better mood Now ain't that a better night? I might have just saved your life Might as well hit the town tonight Everybody finna go see Snipes and don't be right Riding around the city, yeah. talking old school Kevin Don't get no better than this over here, man Make time last like a line dance. See, girl, I move the crowd. Yeah. Real MC, I'm 
like Pimp C. Cause my lean straight with no Sprite. And my liquor straight with no dice. I tell them my theory like Blind Fury. Show you the way with no sight. Harriet Tubman. I show you the way with no light. Future so bright. My calendar shine. Roll up perp that Levenger pine to balance your mind. Wait, let me take it back like I didn't mean it. Didn't mean it. Shine hard even with the tick to see me. Tick to see me. But you know my whip the meanest I pushed from the start to whip was keyless You can play a part if you witness sing it If you were still, I would let witness sing it I'm reminiscing, Remy sipping If you listen, you can hear me pimping I only tell what they want to hear Can't see through me, so I'm in the clear No windshield, I've been chill Come in feel this summer breeze Women choose with no nominees Me, please believe that we be Riding around the city, fucking old school Pippin' Pumping old school, pimping whip clean Got a bad one with me Cooler than a summer breeze I be riding around town With my music up loud Windows down, you can tell me nothing now Cooler than a summer breeze 